If you could do any dream brand deal right now, what would it be? You might have to close your ears for this one, Katie. Is that okay? Oh, no, I'm scared. <laughs> just, just like Trust five me, seconds, Katie five doesn't seconds. need to close her ears. All right, just, you know, it's I want to deal with <laughs> <laughs> Come on now. That is the best answer we've ever gotten. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into another episode of the Bot Lobby Podcast. I'm Goge. I've got Katie in the booth with me as always, and we're super excited to bring on another amazing guest as we do. Katie, we have an incredible long kind of string of guests that we've had into the podcast, uh, all competitors for the most part, and all ridiculously talented. However, this one's... Maybe a bit different because uh, our guest today has has really made a name for himself in Caldera in particular, which is probably the only guest that we could say uh, that is the case. Right. And isn't afraid to let people know that as well. Uh, someone <laughs> sure. who ties into our last couple guests uh, very effectively, uh, both with Rated and then Jukies, um, who we both talked with about this guest and now... He himself is here uh, after an incredible day yesterday. Right, so, yeah. Uh, goes, I think we should probably get him in here, right? Yeah, let's get him in here. But before we bring him in, okay, we got to give him a little bit of extra gas and a little extra setup <laughs> because here's the thing. We're, we're recording this on a Friday. If you guys are watching it live, thank you for being here. And if you're watching it on a VOD, the, the time of recording is Friday. It's the day after the World Series of Warzone North American qualifiers. You might be a year down the road listening back on this and be like, I already know who won. And it might be this guest. Who knows? But he did just win the North American qualifiers. To make it to the finals, he just had to get top 20. Well, no, they dropped the biggest game of not only the day but also the biggest game of the entire tournament from eu to na with a 56 pointer it was stupid it was insane uh, to take the win so now let's bring him in with all of that context we've got our good friend hisoka himself in the booth Hisoka, how we doing brother yo yo what's good i'm doing great how are you guys doing hello we are Good to uh, have you on. Yeah, we, we are doing fantastic. And we're just, we really appreciate you kind of hopping in uh, last second here because you just won the tournament yesterday. Um, we're going to get into that, but can you just give me a brief statement on how it feels to, to walk out with a W in the quals? A dynamic win, by the way, with over like 160 points. I mean, I just wanted to show everyone we don't belong in there. You know what I mean? I just, just wanted to show pure <laughs> domination. You know what I mean? I wanted to invite. I didn't get it. So I was like, okay, we got to get it out of the mud and the trenches. So let's put on a show. I love that. Well, we, we do this often with our guests. We have these kind of rapid fire questions to start it off. Break the ice a little bit. So it could okay. be the, the first answer that comes to mind when we ask these questions. It doesn't have to be the best answer. And you might regret some of your answers later, but it's fine. Mm -hmm. um, so I'll start it off. Katie and I will, will bounce off of each other and just keep it about one sentence or so. All right. First question. Who is your favorite person to stream with and your favorite person to compete with? Skullface 40. Wait, is that two separate questions or just one person? It could be, it could be the same person or it could be different. Uh, I say Skullface. I love, you know, competing with and streaming with. But then, like, in a 2v2 side, I, like, I love playing with Shifty, the bandit. You know what I mean? It's just sure. so easy. Okay. <laughs> the cash bandit himself. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> no, I like yeah. it. I like it. Uh, all right. Favorite streaming moment? Um, I would say back in Verdansk when I was wearing a hot dog wiener. A costume for Halloween, like like a couple days before Halloween, and Aiden raided me. That was my first raid from like a big streamer, so that was crazy. Yeah, that that's gotta feel good, especially when you're like on the come up, right? And then all of a sudden, like I don't know how many thousands of people popped in. People <laughs> yeah. come into your channel, yeah. <laughs> something stupid. Um, that's awesome. Okay, favorite meta of all time. This is hotly debated. Um, 
I would say for me, uh, probably XM4 and uh, Owen, Owen Gun, the rapid fire barrel. Yeah, we have never yeah. heard that one. That, no. That's a great one. I love that. Yeah. Wait, yeah, that's actually great. Okay, uh, favorite competitive moment? Uh, favorite competitive moment was probably winning the 20K recently with Stu, because uh, we put on a showcase for like the underdogs, basically. You did, and we were lucky enough to get to cast the whole thing. Um, mm -hmm. I, I don't think that's a, a win that we are going to forget, so that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, that was a, that was a ton of fun to watch. Uh, favorite Warzone competitive format? Uh, 2v2 is for sure. It just everyone everyone at home watching is just just so much things going on. So yeah, it's good to watch. A, it's a good viewer experience as well as a competitive experience. I feel that. <clears throat> Least favorite duo to compete against. <clears throat> wow, this is a good one, but I, uh, I'd say the scariest duo for me is probably uh, Liam Beams and Eno Thirty MG. Like they're CMG Reapers. Yeah, yeah. Oh wow. Okay, I was I, almost everyone says Tommy and Almond. <laughs> and yeah. You just hit us with like a curveball. Yeah. So, so I I know both of them because they uh -huh. competed in the qualifiers, right? And on on, yeah. on separate teams. But the mm -hmm. the the boys, Liam Beams. I mean, they they were like they were top ten at the least. I think they got like seventh or sixth or something overall in the World Series of Warzone yeah. quals. Mm -hmm. They did fantastic. Yes, sir. Um, and and I think Eno also qualified with, with he was playing with Phase Blue, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. The CMG Reapers. Okay, I love it. Yeah. Shout out the boys. Um, uh, okay, har hardest loss that you can remember in, in comp? Uh, I'd say the 50K duo, uh, 50K with uh, Meapo. Oh, when yeah. We had to play like, what, five EU maps in final? So that was probably my hardest. Yeah, that, was a, that was a battle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, if you could do any dream brand deal right now, what would it be? You might have to close your ears for this one, Katie. Is that okay? Is that cool really quick? Oh, no, I'm scared. <laughs> just just like Trust five me, seconds, Katie doesn't seconds. need to close her ears. You tell, you just you say sure? it. Yeah, she's good. All right, just, you know, it's Viagra. I want to deal with Viagra. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Come on now. Come on. Yes! Okay. That is the best answer we've ever gotten. <laughs> that is the best. Code soaking in the shop, 20% off. You know the vibes. Come on now. <laughs> Is, is your like casual audience like age 70 oh and above God. like i don't know what's going on That's, hey, look, yeah. sometimes you need a little pep in your step all right don't judge coach <laughs> That is wild behavior. Uh, well, that's a that's a great uh, launching pad, Hasoka, uh, into uh, kind of the rest of the story here today. Got a lot we want to talk about with the World Series of Warzone. I had the pleasure of casting over you guys. It, you know, it was it was us talking about the top twenty teams moving on, so we couldn't hang out on your perspective the entire tournament. Yeah. Uh, but we did get a chance to see a lot of the big matches and, and what you're able to do. But before we get there, there is this. Um, this tagline that kind of comes with Hisoka from behind the scenes, from, from production teams and casters and even players that I talked to about you, it's about your come up in Caldera. Like you are the Caldera Reaper when it comes to tournaments. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but in terms of just general events placed in Caldera, uh, besides Almond, you are at the very top. And to be honest, if you start including some of those other tournaments I've probably missed that are like $900 tourneys and all the stuff that you're grinding, you have more yeah. podium finishes in Caldera than anyone period because you're constantly on the grind but i was looking back at my stat sheet that i had prepared for world series of warzone and, and yeah. even the team that you put together for this quals was ridiculous you guys on paper that i had had 98 calderium caldera podium finishes together as a trio 
combined with some of the small ones I don't have, you're wow. over 100. The second highest was Kami, which is 4NJ's Brolic and Exact, at 50, mm -hmm. 58. You have almost double the combined Caldera podiums as, as the second highest team. And then when it comes to Caldera Customs, you guys combined had over 40. The second highest, Kami again, set uh -huh. 17. Like, it, it, was, it wasn't even close. Like, you have been tearing Caldera up. Top 10 earner. Like, everybody knows your name at this point, right? And so, talk to me about your come up in Call of Duty. Like, where did you start? And then we'll, we'll get into Caldera in a moment. But bring me all the way back to the beginning. What was the start for Hisoka? I'd say around, like, I was five, six years old, right? I didn't even play video games. I mean, like, my family was in a video game, my mom and dad. And uh, my first Call of Duty was World at War. I know it sounds old yeah. school. Bro, bro mm -hmm. I'm 28 yeah. years old. What are you talking about? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, this, this is going way back. We're like, we were there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, like, MB40 Juggernaut, that was my thing back in the days. And then uh, my favorite was MW2. But I was always a casual player. Like, I played every Call of Duty leading up to, like, Warzone. Uh, but I've always been doing sports my whole life. So then, um, well, like two years ago, you know, COVID hit at the time and I had more time to play video games. And I, I decided to take a risk on myself, you know, just gamble and um, try this gaming stuff out. Try the streaming stuff out because, you know, where I'm from, like a ticket out is literally sports. You know, in the Polynesian culture, like sports is a ticket to further education and above and beyond. But I wanted to take a chance on myself and try something else. That is a, a great start to this story uh talk to me about the sports you were playing like when you were growing up what it was it was it kind of sports that your family had some background in was it sports you just found success with like what, what were you starting in traditional sports and then going into esports uh football i, yeah. I played football my whole career like you know my, my family my dad and my brother's cousins everybody polynesian culture we all play football and we're pretty good at it because i mean we're only trained to know like that's you know what I mean? We're like, we're big motherfuckers. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> like, so yeah, I mean, but then I just, you know, I, don't, I have never seen a Polynesian like gamer that was, you know, really took that risk and I wanted to, you know, break the culture. So that's pretty much it. We, we get so many similar stories, um, goats that we've heard of that transition from sports, uh, into esports yeah, right. or into streaming full-time we heard it similarly with super evan uh as well but something that seems like it might be a little different on your end is that family support because oftentimes families are like what are you doing what what is this i don't understand i i'm not comfortable with it and then eventually they're all in but we we see your mom in chat i think you mentioned it earlier but how how was family support when you took this leap when you say how much of your culture is around athletics to decide to go into warzone well off rip because i'm gonna be honest i was i was in uh i just graduated high school and I was um um I was in college at the time and I I just you I literally had my fastle money, right? They gave me two two grand, right? And you know you're supposed to spend on books or whatever you need for college, right? But <laughs> I told my mom, I was like, Look mom, you know, I'll, I want to take a risk, I wanna play Call of Duty, like I wanna do the streaming stuff and she was down for it off rip, right? Really? She awesome. she was down for it and then but then my dad was like, Oh hell no, what you talking about, son? <laughs> And he's a big motherfucker, you know. What I, mean? I, like, I can't say no to pops. My, you know, my mom talked talked him into it, and I spent my two grand I got from FAFSA on my first PC, and you know, I just 
now I'm here. Yeah, you wrote it out from there. I mean, you've earned like over $50,000 in Warzone in its entirety um, and probably even more than that when you start calculating all the, the, the low CMGs and all the things you grind. But, um, <clears throat> you know, it's, it's, a, it's a funny conversation too because when we start looking at family support, um, I the when I think of the word family support in esports, I actually think of you. I I remember so distinctly you winning. I can't. I think it might have been the chain games tournament uh, that you guys placed in. I I don't remember which tournament it was, but I remember so distinctly at the end of the tournament you won the event. It was like a big moment. Your whole family was behind you. They had like they had the party yeah. poppers. They had everything. You guys <laughs> yeah. were going crazy, and I think it was the chain uh, games one. It but, was. It was. It yeah, was. And it was just like talk to me about that support like you you kind of grinded and we, we skip part of the story there but you start finding success especially more recently um like what is what does that feel like like how did the family kind of come around you and show you that support besides the, the party poppers everything like that i mean it's been a long time coming i went from playing like dollar cmgs to finally getting more opportunities than caldera and then finding in like first place finishes in big tournaments against TB, uh, Joel, and all the good team, Breadman, all of them. You know what I mean? It felt yeah. really good because it feels like I could compete at these high level, and, and my family's been behind my back since the Dollar CMG is to now. Well, you you talk about those opportunities, and it was that transition point between those Dollar CMGs to what you're talking about of taking out the best of the best. You know, winning that 20k with Stu, however long ago. What was it like? in that moment where you really started to move away from the dollar CMGs into actually getting those bigger opportunities and breaking into the scene and essentially going from an unknown entity to, uh, uh, if you pay attention to competitive Warzone, really a household name. Everyone's going to be familiar with you. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, it, was, it wasn't easy, I'll tell you that. Because uh, I feel like my come up was so fast that I got a lot of accusations. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, they almost blacklisted me and it was it wasn't easy i'll tell you that like i, I got a one life one in a lifetime opportunity from jukies i love that dude to death like that guy right there gave me an opportunity where i could show myself on land that i'm not hacking so yeah that was that was where i was going next it's a perfect transition and when you have such a quick come up specifically on this map right you you just start obliterating people out of nowhere and just running tournaments um very quickly as always the, the cheating accusations come and and i know that had to been difficult we've seen other people struggle with it and then jukies comes in and and kind of says no i i i like this guy a b he's dang good and i want to make sure he's got the opportunity so so give me a little bit more a background on that so what was that what was your mentality when the cheating accusations were coming like what did you try to do to kind of prove them wrong uh when did jukies come into that conversation i know it was fairly quick so that he was able to mm -hmm. kind of like sweep you under his wing but give me a little bit more behind the scenes thoughts uh it was the beginning of caldera and um i was playing shifty at the time they blacklisted shifty at that time <clears throat> and then they came yeah. for me next and uh, you know like when a lot of people like you know bash your hard work because i've been grinding since for dance and when they bash my name and just talk shit about me like in their streams or on twitter it's hard like i just want to fight back and yell at them and shit but i can't do nothing yeah you know what i mean so I just kept my head down, kept grinding, and I got the opportunity from Jukies, and, you know, I took it and ran with it. So that's pretty much it. I mean, I can understand so much, Goj, now why Jukies offered that advice 
to upcoming streamers on the last podcast saying, stay humble, keep your head down. Don't, don't be barking at people when you don't need to. And that's, I can get it right. Why he took that risk on you. Cause you are <clears throat> echoing those exact same sentiments that he had for us. Uh, but I want to touch on the, the shifty portion because, um, you weren't first you, your accusations came after shifty, but it feels like only until now shifty's really kind of been able to get back into things. He plays with rated and so on and so forth. Mm. Um, were you able to help in that situation? Were you able to offer advice there? What was that like behind the scenes to try and kind of get him back to where he is now? I mean, so when he first got blacklisted, right, I was trying to tell everyone he wasn't cheating. He's not cheating, right? And everyone was bashing my name, defending him. But at that time, I didn't, like, even now, I don't even have the platform. Like, yeah. I'm not at that pro-level status to, like, defend his name and no one can say nothing to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if I say something, we're going down together. Like, what? Like, they try to bash my name, too. So, like, it was kind of hard for, for me to defend my boy. Like, you know, I got a lot of backlash for that. Yeah. But I, to this day, I still defend him. He's not cheating. Yeah, and, and luckily or, or skillfully or a little bit of combination of the two, it, it, it is good to see that he's kind of back into the action here, um, regardless of what anybody thinks about him. Like, he's he's able to play in tourneys again. But uh, yeah, I can only imagine that was so difficult because, like, he was your boy. You guys grinded together. You won a lot of tourneys mm -hmm. together, and you kind of came up together. He took the fall hard, um, and yeah. you were able to kind of deflect out, and Juki's helped you with that. Um, but... Let's let's continue to move forward. I mean, you're you're, you're starting to grind. You, you're starting to win tournaments. Jukies takes you under the wing. Talk to me about the land. Uh, I mean, it, it was super cool, right? It, it was the Red Bull one, right? Um, yeah. Yeah. Talk to me about that. What was that like meeting Jukies in person? Uh, how did that all go down? Like, what, what was the event like? I mean, wow. Well, let me tell you, man. Jukies is way taller than everyone thinks he is. You know what I mean? <laughs> let me start off like that. Wow. Definitely goes the other way. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, Juki's man, great guy. How he is on stream, he's the same way in person, you know, just even like kinder. But wow, that land experience was so fun. Like, you know, everything was paid for the like, hotel rooms, food, and everything. And like, Juki's took great care of me, him and his uh, Red Bull cr crew. Um, but I'm talking about like, you guys don't see behind the scenes. Like, I know, like, at that land event, I was literally playing like my COD career is on the line because everyone's yeah. watching that. Like, it's yeah. this guy really hacking, but. You know, me and Juki took the edge off. He told me to took the edge off. And we literally, like, I'm not even going to, like, lie to you. Like, this is, like, inside scoop right here. Okay. We literally were getting drunk before the wagers. <laughs> like, the, like, come on. Ah. The come on. And and we still show it out. Like, come on now. Sure. Sure. But, yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> nerves are high. Let's let's take a little yeah, edge yeah. off and then let's hop in and, and fry out. I mean, sometimes you need, <laughs> you need a little bit of uh, liquid courage so in much. order to I lock in. Uh, you're, you're 25, right? Yeah, I think you're 25. I think that was our 25. conversation. I'm 25. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and I, 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 you, you did play well. And there were a lot of people that were watching that because uh, the things happened with Shifty. And, 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 and to Shifty's credit, you know, it was a terrible situation and he had to go play on land in some, you know, crazy circumstance against scumming uh, and all this crazy crap yeah and, and you kind of mm -hmm. did it in a, in a way that you know juki's obviously provided and red bull provided but it was a much more kind of controlled setting that was like hey mm -hmm. this is a competitive scene go do this go have some fun and you're able to do that yep. and, and succeed in that rather than this weird showcase that that happened with shift um and you did great. You did fantastic. And, and I think that yeah. was the moment where people were like, okay, Jukies is vouching for him. Jukies is seeing him play on land. We're watching him in land. He's able to put the numbers up. Let's back off. Because it really was like post land. Like, was there still a bunch of accusations piling on? Or was like, hey, that was the cutoff. And then I haven't heard anything since. I mean, that was the cutoff, really. And a lot of people that accused me, a lot of them hit me on the side. 
and they apologized to me, which I, I, I respect. You know what I mean? That's that takes a lot of you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And and you know, I respect them for that. So like as long as like no one accuses me anymore and like doesn't like disrespect my grind, then that's fine with me. Yeah, it, it takes a lot in this space. It takes a lot of, of, of uh, gumption, I will use that word, to, to admit that you're wrong. Not a lot of people not will do that. People do. Yeah. <laughs> so no, if you're getting DMs about that, then you certainly kind of prove your merit. Because I, <clears throat> I haven't seen, post-land, I have not seen a single public accusation against you, which is which is honestly mm -hmm. a, a miracle. Like, you are one in a million when it comes to the people that got lobbed into the fire and you mm -hmm. somehow came out. Yep, 100%. Do you think that do you think there should be any changes or things you would like to see change when it comes to the way that the competitive community goes about accusing people and or um i guess putting those accusations to rest because a lot of the time it can feel like a witch hunt that I mean, I can't imagine how hard that is to have random people you don't know just slinging things at you, right? Because someone else said that you're a cheater. Is there anything you'd <clears throat> like to see change there? Well, I, I would like to see probably, like, giving them the benefit of the doubt. You know what I mean? I, I hate that, like, once one pro says they're cheating, then 80% of the pros cheating says they're cheating. But, like, you know, the certain pros like Aiden or Jukis, for example, that will, like, be like the devil's advocate and like just you know just have their back and you know just see like from both both point of views you know what i mean not just just keep bashing the kid's name because he's trying to come up too yeah yeah it's a tough scene to kind of make a name in and and you're able to do that i, I think you're one of the only that i can think off the top of my head that really made their name almost only entirely in in caldera at least public facing like obviously you were grinding and getting better in for dance but public facing wise caldera has been everything so uh before we move to world series of warzone that's where we're going next and you can talk about your teammates during this conversation talk to me about caldera is, is there a reason caldera kind of propped you up for success is there something about the map that you like or is it just hey everything fell into place and i and I got to a point where it's like, boom, now I can execute. Uh, um, well, Kadera, we all started at the same time. I, I jumped in Verdance, like, probably, what, a couple seasons in? Yeah. But Kadera, everybody started at the season true, one. True, true, yeah. Right? It's a different map, though. I'll give it to you. It's it's way different than all the buildings in Verdance. It's more open field. But if you just grind the map and you use more deployable covers, more and more cover, then you're fine. You'll, you'll be, you'll, like, you'll still reap in this map. But do you think you adapted better than some folks <clears> who maybe started season one very beginning of Verdance since you said you came in a few seasons in um yeah I mean I dab better because like off stream what you guys don't see me doing is putting the work in I just watch VODs I practice I play pubs off stream I figure out watch new VOD. tricks I you mean I learned that, that from either. I learned that from Walman man the top one earner right now so <clears throat> but yeah that's just um that's just about if you want to get better go get it you know what I mean do everything you can yeah, yeah. Talk to me a little bit about putting the time in, right? Like, I mean, you're playing every single tournament that's possible. And you canceled a tournament to be on this podcast. That's a huge deal for us. So you really appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It means a lot. Uh -huh. but, but you, yeah. of all people, I said this before the podcast got started, and I'll say it again. You have more Caldera podium finishes than anyone, period, end of sentence, when you start calculating everything that you've been playing. Because you play everything, and you win a yep. lot so at least podium a lot so um is it just hey i want to put the time in i want to be the best so i'm going to play every tourney i can or is it hey i'm going to use these small tournaments as practice like talk to me about your mentality when it comes to tourneys well yeah well like i'm still young you know i mean i'm still like a i'm not even like on that pro status level yet but like even when it was like a 500 dollars, 300 dollars 
$800, like, you know what I mean, prize pool. It's just, I want to play because I remember when I used to play these CMG dollar wagers, and now look at me, you know what I mean? I don't care. I know where I came from, so I'm just going to keep grinding, figure out new tricks, uh, build new chem with Mayop or Skull in these little tourneys where people don't see us playing, and we're going to we're gonna show in the big tourneys. So that's pretty much cool. it. That's exactly what you did. Speaking of showing out in the big tournaments, World Series of Warzone, the the NA Qual, you took it away uh, by leaps and bounds yesterday with Skullface and Mayapo, who you just mentioned. And Goj got to cast that. He got to watch all of that action happen. So, um, Goj, you're going to have kind of a better perspective on it than I do, but I, I cannot wait to dig into this. Yeah, I mean, World Series of Warzone. Let's go ahead and jump into it. You, you've got Skullface. You've been playing with Skullface for a long time, right? And yeah. uh, you guys are, are fantastic, Kim. You throw in Mayapo into the mix, who's arguably one of the best players on the map in general, uh, put up just obscene numbers. You have this kind of like stereotype in Caldera of being a high slayer, kind of highly aggressive, but you play mm -hmm. IGL for this team and Mayapo can have the opportunity to be the, the slayer and you get to hang yep. back a little bit. So talk to me about your team, Kim, and what it what kind of works so well for this trio. I mean, well, this well, this trio is like... Uh, what school said yesterday, like we could be aggressive or we could be passive, and that's just we're all playmakers. And I don't, I don't need to be the slayer anymore. I could just be the IGO or you know what I mean, call some shots and just be the main AR and look over me apple while he goes crazy and schools in the back sniping somewhere. So, is this one of the first times that you did take on a more direct IGL role in a team? Because we know your ability and capacity to slay out and take over in a map, especially in a lot of the 2v2s <clears throat> we've seen you in. So was that a new thing for you or had you kind of already been dipping your toes into uh, a larger role in a team like IGLing? Um, This was kind of like <clears throat> um, a new role for me. Uh, I think like <clears throat> Juki's kind of showed me that I could IGL like back when I played with him. Like I was a slayer too, but like he showed me like I call good I I call good plays and stuff. So like with this team, I knew like if I could just IGL this team, then we'll be like we'll be fine. Mayapo's gonna kill her. I know like they call good plays too. Don't get me wrong, I'm like the main IGL, but like they they call shots too. Like that's how a good team works. If everyone calls plays and you figure out what the best play is. Yeah, I, I want to continue to break down World Series of Warzone. Uh, obviously, <clears throat> you guys did fantastic. You ended up winning uh, the qualifiers with a banger last map. Um, just a monster last map. I think it was a total of 27, no, 28 eliminations uh, with a two times multiplier yeah. on the last map. I mean, it was stupid. Right, yep. 56. Uh, the second highest was 54, which was uh, four in JC squad, uh, which was the jailbreak uh, map. So a little yeah. bit of help there from that one. Um, and then the third highest was actually from the EU qualifier. It was 52 and a half from Azen and Bernie and them. Um, but so, so a humongous map. I mean, what went right in that map in particular? to get you guys so many eliminations you guys just full sin because you got load out early uh i mean i don't want to give out too many tricks yeah, right, on the podcast, right, right. but <laughs> um just comes down to you know having good position and you know choosing what teams to fight and what teams not to fight that's about it okay how much practice with that did you get in beforehand because obviously you can't let all your secrets out. You still got some finals <laughs> to go on and win. Yeah. But um, how much practice did you guys do as a team or strategizing, if you will? Because you mentioned what teams to avoid uh, before the quals actually happen. Um. Well, we had we had like a ton of practice. Like for the qualifiers, TKR, we had practice in there. I know it's just pubs, but just that cam. And also like off stream, we'll play uh, pubs. And, and then uh, we played a couple customs we won. So it was a lot of practice, um, 
you know, seeing how we work up close. That, I think that's our, our biggest uh, thing we worked on was like, how can we do in like a 3v3? Like, can we bait and switch? Can we trade out? And I think we, we did fine. What were comms like in that regard? Because um, something interesting that Rated had mentioned to us um, a couple podcasts ago was that he sees, um, and I would say that we as casters do as well when we do listen-ins, a distinct <clears throat> difference sometimes in the quality of comms from retired professional players and just born and bred Warzone players. So um, how did you feel like your guys' comms were? Do you feel like there's things you want to work on? And maybe in those close quarter situations you were just talking about, uh, how important were your comms to your success? Uh, comms are everything on this map, or with the team, I, I should say. Um, I'd say our, our comms are fine. Like, Maopo's usually, like, a quiet player, you know? I talk a lot, so, like, it works. You know what I mean? He's yeah. quiet, I talk a lot. Skull's, like, you know, in, in the middle, he could talk or be quiet. But, I mean, just having great comms, like, I have your cross, or, you know what I mean? I have your OE. It's like, you know, if they come out, they chase you, I got your OE. Like, just shit like that, he's one -y. Like it's just it's simple stuff. Like, but like there's certain I know what Raid is meant by that. There's certain words on players that just panic, give crazy comms, try to do crazy movement when it's not just all about that in Call of Duty. Yeah. Um. Okay. Well, I, I know you can't give out strategy here, so I'm not gonna <clears throat> really hammer down on your strats going into the finals. Uh, you've yet you know the the finals is coming and this is kind of the main event like honestly i, I think i said it on broadcast about another team it was either you guys or if it was about four and jason them i i said i would eat a shoe if you didn't qualify like even on a bad day you're, you're qualifying right like there's no question in my mind but the finals is a whole different animal so we don't need to talk about your strat going into the finals but is there a certain couple teams that you know of that are playing or maybe just players um that you're like hey those are going to be some of our main competition we need to watch out for those teams uh, because of the way they play and the way they will kind of combat our strats. Is there any like specific items like that, or is it just kind of like, <clears throat> we're going to focus on us? Well, yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, TB, you got to give sure. your respect to the GOATs. Come on now, top three right now, right? Sure, sure. And Joe, Brandman, and, and, and uh, Fief, right? Yeah. They've been winning a lot in the past recent. No, I know they're coming to bring their game A game. But, you know, we, we've been watching VODs. I know they probably watch our VODs. That's fine, but we got, you know, we got some stuff to... We cooked up for them. You, you, you put your VODs on sub only? Just make them pay for it, right? You could. <laughs> no, I, I, I could. That's... No bullshit. You could. <laughs> I know when John does S&D 8s during the season, he <sighs> specifically switched his VODs to sub only. And he said the amount of people who will come in and sub purely just to get to the VODs. I'm saying, dude, <laughs> throw those on. Smart throw move right on. there. Smart move. Yeah. <laughs> make, make TBE pay for it. You know they've got enough money to do it. Uh, no, it, it, that's awesome. Well, we're I'm really excited about the finals. Uh, you know, excited to watch kind of from afar to see what you guys are able to do. I, I think there's a lot of people that believe that you guys have a really good shot in, in making it to the finals. And I'm, I'm or, sorry, not only making it to the finals, but doing well in the finals, podiuming in the finals. I know Dandro was basically saying at the end of it, you know, the boy, the boy Dandro is always gassing you guys up from the desk. He was like, Hey, these, these, this is my team to win the whole thing. Like, I believe that's them. my guy. Uh, and, and so uh, I know, like, I, I think one of the next questions I wanted to bring up was more so about this, like, ego mentality of, like, you have to have some sort of an ego in this scene because, like, if you don't believe in yourself, who's going to? So, so talk to me about that. Like, you, you kind of are known to have a little bit of pep in your step. You bark at the end of the games. You got a little trash talk. It's a good yeah. thing. Lost, you know? it's, it's a good thing. Talk to me about the ego conversation and kind of your mentality when it comes to this kind of stuff. I mean, what's Call of Duty without ego or like trash talk or friendly banter? It's just that's Call of Duty. You know what I mean? What can I say? But. Um, I'm just a passionate player and like when I win or like 
when people don't show me enough respect that I, I feel like I don't get enough respect and I, I you know what I mean? I'm just going to have to 2-0 you in a 2v2 or, you know, beat you in a trio's <laughs> custom. So yeah. like, so you can show me my respect and what, you know what I mean? But it's all love. At the end of the day, it's like, it's all love. It's not like nothing, like no hate or nothing. It's just friendly banter. It's pretty much it. I think it keeps things, you know, as casters, spicy for us. We want to hear that. I loved when you stood up when we were doing that listening right as you won the 20k with two. When you started barking it, rated, I loved that. I thought it was fantastic. Um, so I'm glad. I think that personality is is so necessary in any sort of a competitive game, whether it's competitive Warzone or professional Call of Duty or whatever else it may be. Um, people flock to personalities like yours that aren't afraid mm -hmm. to say what you think and say what you mean and be loud about it. Um, and a little bit wrapping back to the to the finals i do want to know talking about that big personality what say you win what would a big win like that mean for you uh i feel like it would just put a stamp on caldera like you know what i mean people call me the caldera come up and i feel like it'll put a stamp on me me up on school as the underdogs it's like an underdog story like a cinderella story we came from the qualifiers we got first in calls first in custom calls and we're trying to go first in in the final event and if we got that stamp, it's just like it's it's a big finish for the the biggest tournament in Warzone for Caldera. Yeah, there there is some RNG in Warzone, but when you can go first, 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 it's kind of mm -hmm. that like, hey, I don't give a crap about your RNG. Like we are one of the best trios in the game, period. That would be incredible. And, and there are people <clears throat> that are saying that. There are people that are talking about you guys as up there, um, you know, especially more recently. But this would be, I totally agree, a huge stamp on a hey, yeah, sure, Caldera come up. Well, we're also the Caldera Kings because uh, you know, we're we're up at the top with TBE. Um, in terms of what we can do as a team, uh, customs, 2v2s, or otherwise. So really cool to hear. Um, I, I, we're going to finish up here. I don't want to take up too much of your time. You've told your yep. story. We've talked about World Series of Warzone. Maybe we'll have to bring you on in the future and talk more strategic <laughs> stuff because I love to hear the behind-the-scenes strategy. Totally yeah. understand you want to out, out yourself <laughs> gotcha. on broadcast here. But um, talk to me. We went through the whole story. There's a lot of other people that are trying to do what you just did right uh, of come mm -hmm. up through the scene grow start earning money in tourneys uh make a name for yourself be known by the big players and be a threat to the big players and they haven't been able to do it yet what is your advice to those people that are trying to come up in the scene well like well i can say just keep your head down and keep grinding but at the same time make sure you start networking you know what i mean make a name for yourself show people who you are be humble you know what i mean uh, show them where you come from. Show them what you're about. Like, you know what I mean? There's more than just the, this game. Like, show mm -hmm. why you play and compete. Pretty much it. I, answer. I think that uh, anytime someone... Uh, you, you, I'm never surprised to see the people who have the come up that Hisoka has when they mention, <sighs> when we ask that question, networking and yeah. how important it is. So good on you to, to be aware. It, it can be so crucial to getting you those opportunities. Uh, and speaking of opportunities, uh, I want to know what, what is next? Uh, do you have content plans? What can we expect to see from you in the months ahead? Um, definitely content. I mean, I'm going to be honest. I got so lost in, in making a name for myself competing because I'm a competitor. Like even with sports before esports, um, I've always been like a competitor at heart. So like, I perfected my craft so much. I think it's time I, I started working toward the content side in Warzone 2. And that's the next step, the next phase for me to, to grow. Yeah, I, I like that. Warzone 2 is going to be big for a lot of people. You know, Katie and I are also really excited about Warzone 2. And I think the... Um... 
the excitement we all have needs to be fueled into the passion and fueled into the drive to actually put some things out there right and i think the the, the thing i always say to warzone competitors hey hey your content is competing but how can you use that competitive content to your advantage on other you know social media uh, assets like youtube or like TikTok or like whatever to continue to grow your brand because eventually you got to get to a point where it's not just competing if you really want to get to that next level and and i think you're right on that precipice of like hey we can start slinging some content um and i know you're you're already talking to people about that you got people that are even more informed than i am telling you the same and i'm really really excited to see your, your come up in warzone too yes sir um, well, hey, uh, that's all we got today. Uh, you kind of broke it all down for us. We really appreciate you telling the, your, your story. Um, I will say to, to finish this thing off, I'm happy to give you the floor to say anything you would like to say, whether it's a final parting word to the fans, uh, a thank you to somebody else, or a, a call out on, on somebody you're going to beat down next week. Whatever you want to say, the floor is yours before we send you on your way. Uh, before I go, just, you know, I mean, um, he's called me alpha man that's the team to look out for in warzone 2 you know i hope hopefully we get more opportunities in the next warzone um because if we do I'm, i'll tell you right now all all three of us will be in the top five top 10 earnings i love that I from like you it. i love that from you brother well hey really appreciate your flexibility and coming on here and again huge congratulations you. on your your success open calls closed calls customs pubs doesn't matter you guys are winning mm -hmm. keep up yep. that energy and go into next week just ready to rock and roll Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you, guys. I had a pleasure. Katie, I had a pleasure as well. Awesome. Best Thank of you. luck in the finals. I can't wait to yeah. see what you guys do. All right. See you guys later. Yeah. Peace, brother. All right, folks. Well, hey, Ahsoka. Done and dusted, an incredible guest, super fun to hear kind of his story throughout this whole thing. Uh, we appreciate him and, of course, his family support on everything we do. You guys have been amazing. So and, wholesome. Oh, yeah. Every time I see Mama Soka anywhere, I'm like, this is just, it makes me happy. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> totally agree. Um, and, and shout out to, to Skullface and Mayapo. Uh, speaking of Skullface and Mayapo, we, we are still uh, incredibly sponsored by Coliseum Stat Chat. And today, we're going to be doing something a little bit different with the stat chat mm -hmm. we're talking through world series of warzone stats which is awesome so if you don't know coliseum is a warzone fantasy website where you can go compete in these warzone fantasy contests draft your team with a salary put together your team and then you can win free money which is actually insane and so they put together some stats for us you can type exclamation point sponsor to pull up coliseum uh it's coliseum.co but um they put together some stats for us so let me pull this up let me make sure it's all good and dandy and ready to rock and roll i i think i've got it set up uh no okay that's oh yeah there we go boom look at this okay so we had the chance and i'm gonna zoom you out a little bit um and, and again shout no, out no, no 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 it's perfect you, you, look i you cut off my five head i now have like a two head that's fine it's so dumb <laughs> you'll be slightly larger than me for this i think but it'll be fine um okay so um for the coliseum stat chat they they put together stats mm -hmm. from the tournament itself because technically it was played in what's called whitelisted lobbies now it's not weird whitelisting where oh, some people get special treatment it's it's literally just playing in the public playlist but everybody from the tournament are playing together so it's customs but it's it's the public game because customs in the public game are, are slightly different the loadout times the map changes and things like that are, are different in customs than the actual traditional map and so when you start looking at some of these stats it's super cool so let's look over. This is from the tournament itself. Mayapo shot at a 6KD during the tournament. Five games of Warzone shot at a 6KD. Stupid. Skullface at a 4.6 on the same team, by the way. Hisoka was their third. 
Foreign Jace was the team that got second at a 3.7. Shout out Taronix, my boy, at a 3.5. And then Shaded Step, who was in the, the uh, Twitter chat just a second ago, uh, Shaded Step was at a 2.9. Played fantastic as well. Great KDs and customs. The custom part is what makes this so impressive, right? A 6.0 from Myapo is... That's that's not just good. That is unbelievably good yeah. for the caliber. You're not playing against some random lobby of people who don't know that they're competing against you. You are right. playing against other people who are going 100% to try and qualify for hundreds of thousands of dollars. And the fact that you are playing that caliber and still putting up 6.0, that is... It's filthy. It's just, it's it's legitimately disgusting, KD, to be able to tout. Yeah, it's insane. Well, let's keep going through these. KD, impressive. Let's talk about uh, individual kill leaders. Now, this was the thing that I tweeted about that is just obscene, okay? Let's look at the top. A, the top two slayers were on the same team. I mean... We've got IGL Hosoka taking a backseat role trying to lead the charge here. And then he's got two Slayers who go number one and number two overall in the whole tournament. Mayapo had 45 eliminations in five <laughs> games in customs. Now, Katie, we looked at the scoreboard, okay? Uh, the relegation point, the team that got 20th was, was Bartonologist's squad. They snuck in there uh, and, and qualified for the finals. Their total score... Placements included, which was a 1.5 times multiplier if you got top 15, two times if you win. Their total score, 48 points. Mm -hmm. Mayapo by himself, without zero, uh, with, with zero uh, point multipliers or anything, almost qualified as an individual. Absolutely stupid. Like, just busted I, I i was blown away looking at some of these stat lines of how many eliminations they got in customs and that's just a, a testament to how locked in they were on, on tourney day and that's just pure domination there's no other way yep. to describe it and you, you can do nothing except tip your hat to it right and when you looked at the leaderboard uh these kill totals made total sense exact foreign jace also on the same squad uh they were the team that got second so when you look at the top six it looks like a, a kill leader's you know, four of the six are separated between two teams. That's just dumb, right? And there were two teams that really dominated the competition. Everybody else kind of followed in their in their footsteps, um, which which honestly uh, was to be expected to some degree because those two trios were the were the top two earned, the top two most podiums. You know, really were like a hey, we're gonna prove why we should have been invited rather than of course um, having to go through qual. So shout out to them. Um, and then let's take a look at our over unders now. Um, ha had some stats behind the scenes, of course on our over-unders. Katie and I went over-under last time, and oh, I've caught up. Closing. I've caught up almost. I have one point <laughs> behind Katie on our over-unders. Uh, you and I did pretty much the exact same. Uh, you and I both went over on most kills per game last time, and it was an under, so no points to either of us. You and I both went over last time on most kills in one week uh, at 2,000, and we both got that correct. And then we both went over on the time played, which was, it was way over. So we both got those points, but it was the most victories where I closed the gap. Uh, it was an 86 was the, the over under point. You went over and I went under and it was 80. So I got that point sort of yeah. closing the gap there. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, here, here's our over unders for this week. Um, we've got World Series of Warzone, so people are grinding. 
and it's also a new season. So let's keep that into account as we finish out our over-unders for this week, Katie. Um, 50 most kills per game. Average was 48, I think, last week. So this is most kills per game. This is actually the, the single match, the highest. Over-under 50. What are you going with? Uh, over. Over. Going over on 50. I will also say over. I'm going to follow your footsteps there because I 50's think... 50's too low. 50's too low. I think somebody's going to drop a 51, a 52 in Caldera this week. I'm they're about, prepping, I'm right? About. They're prepping for World Series of Warzone. Well, they're prepping for World... I'm going to go under. I'm changing my mind. They're prepping for World Series of Warzone. They're going to play slow. They're going to play more strategic. They're going to be sniping. I'm going under. Okay. Anyways, continuing. Uh, most kills in one week. This is between all of the matches. Average has been about 2,000. 2.2 over under. Uh, well, by your logic in the first question, we both have to go under on this. We don't have to. You could do whatever you want, Katie. It, you make no sense if you say over on this, but under on the first one. What are you saying? I'm going to say under. I'm saying over. Um, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> what do you mean? You cannot say that most kills is going to be under 50 because people are going to be saying, be, uh -oh. being playing slower. I how, can't talk because how, I'm so enraged. How, how many? Most kills in one week. You can't say it's over then. Or, that makes no sense. Or how many people are are, are playing? The, the top players are playing for, for World Series of Warzone, but the general public isn't. So they're still going to be slaying out because it's a new season. So that's why I went over. Um, five head. Okay, highest average kills this is between all matches the average kills uh 16 and we're going over under 19 on this one 19 what do you think uh average oh average kills this is between all yeah highest average so this is between all of their games whoever was the highest all of their games for the the entire this next week uh combined yeah. average over under 16 this, uh, this is a tough one yeah oh wait over under 19 19 Wait, yeah. yeah yeah that's actually really hard i know it is uh, uh fuck i <laughs> sorry lamberto please <laughs> scrub that um <laughs> i'm gonna go under under okay i will also go under there i think that's gonna be a really tough stat people are gonna chalk lobbies all right final stat and then we'll move on uh most victories 85 and this is between all matches 85 wins in a week is steep what are you going uh i'm gonna say over because by your logic if people are playing slower, if they're playing more toward wins with kills and those multipliers you get there in, uh, I'm going to say over on victories. I'm going to follow your lead. Yeah, I'm going over. You're right. I, I was about to get so... <laughs> I'm going over. That's our Coliseum stat chat. We've done our over-unders. Uh, we Make appreciate sure you guys. Yeah, please go check out Coliseum. They, they're the reason we were able to do this podcast. Um, they support us in so many ways. And also, uh, it's Friday freebie going on right now. Uh, first place, it, there's $150 on the line for free. And it takes like five minutes to build out your team. Super cool. They give you a salary cap and you can pick all of your different uh, Warzone players. And when, you're, when your favorite Warzone streamers win you get to win uh, free money, right? Uh, the price pools this week is 150 I believe. We got $50 for first place. So you go in, build your team out. If you get lucky or maybe you're super strategic, 50 bucks straight up through PayPal. Got you. Done and dusted. Second, We've had people in chat who have won. Exactly. Second place, 40. Third place, 30. Fourth place, 20. And fifth place, 10. So even if you get fifth place, you're still walking away with free money. Friday freebies. And you can also use uh, promo code BOTLOBBY for some extra cash your direction for some of the non-free tourneys that you can enter in with your fantasy squad. So if you like fantasy sports, you like fantasy esports, go check out Coliseum. They're awesome and they've been a great partner with us. So uh, that's our stat chat for the week. Let's head back over here, Katie, 
because we still have a lot to talk about on this podcast. Uh-huh. We, we wanted to do this podcast as like a post-World Series of Warzone, but then there was just a ton that has been thrown our direction uh, in the last like week and a half or so. And we've got to start with, with kind of the main stage one that everyone's been talking about. It's the 1v1s, right? It's, uh-huh. it's the CDL versus Warzone debate. We've already brought this up on the podcast, but the last week have been nonstop 1v1s and surprising results. Uh, to be very clear, it's been Biffle carrying the Warzone scene on his back with, with some a I'm little shocked. bit of help. A little bit of help with Aiden. Aiden Aiden did well. Aiden ended up beating Sib in a, in a 1v1 um, in a Vanguard. Tw- they've been chirping at yeah. each other initially in, yeah. in the drama, right? With Sib basically saying Aiden's insane for saying, you yes. know, that you could be a pro, whatever. So I, I loved in particular seeing that <laughs> matchup. But... Goach, did you have a favorite matchup of all the people who participated? Oh, by far, it was the it was kind of the OG battle, which was Biffle versus Zinni, uh, B- Biffle versus Methods. Um, this was this was a fun one. There was a lot of trash talk going, and this is before any like big matchups had happened yet. So mm-hmm. it was like the beginning, and it was like people were like, okay, like ain't no way. Okay, some people were like, oh, Biffle's the goat, Biffle's the goat, but they were like, okay, actually though, like we're playing Vanguard, a, a title that these CDL players have been playing all the time, and it's a one v one. So one v ones are a little cheese because it's they're playing one v one radar on the entire time. So it, it, I know. Well, radar on was a point of contention too. I think even right. Scum tweeted about it. But like, let's be clear, guys. Radar on makes a difference, and right. anyone yeah. who says it doesn't, like, you're just no. Insane. Because it, it comes down to you know, uh, it comes down to more about like what's your gunny like, and then you can also like right. pre fire corners. And there's a little bit of cheese, but it, it's the best way to do it because if you if you put you know these these warzone players on a map that they have never played or they haven't played hardly at all, it, it it doesn't make a lot of sense to to just get beaten by map knowledge. That, that's dumb. When you're trying to test like actual skill, it's like okay, let's roll let's roll with it, right? And um, anyways, they they go back to back. So if you guys don't know, methods is an AR player for uh for Boston Breach and uh they they play MP40 first and MP40 goes fairly well in in both of their favors they both played very well uh Zinni actually comes out on top now they were also playing for host because ping is a huge deal 1v1 vanguard the the ttk is crazy fast right and so host is everything for these things so they're playing for host uh Zinni starts on his host and um, what they did was this, the, the classic way to determine host uh, is how many kills did you get on the other person's host? Whoever got the most on the other person's host hosts the third game if it goes to, to the third game because it was the best of three. Zinni wins MP40. They go to AR, which and they played Automaton, which is which is what he uses. And it was on Biffle's host. Biffle obliterated him. It was like 30 to 20. Like it wasn't close. Uh, he was gunning him down. I think the first, I think the first MP40 game on Zinni's host was like 30 to 24, 25, or something like that. Um, but it was 30 to 20. So Biffle then gets host on the last one. They're, they're on dome. It's MP40, and, and they play it again, and Biff ends up winning. So that was like the first big, like, oh. Mm-hmm. Biffle's got it in the bag, right? And then they play a couple more, and there's some back and forth. Uh, I think Zuma ends up beating uh, Biffle on on a one map, you know, straight up on, on Zuma's host, and and obviously host comes down to it. And then Aiden beating Sib. It, it was this like really fun back and forth where it's like, hey, this is content, Katie, but it's also like everybody's starting to say, okay, the Biffle kid, he's good, he, he's good, okay, he's good. And that's what I said. That's what I said, right? And and I will say it again, uh, in there is a massive difference between competitive Warzone players and professional CDL players. Um, 
by and large, the only, the only Warzone specific person that I have absolute confidence has the talent and the skill set to get through challengers onto a pro team would be Biffle. He's yeah, the only right. single person I would say that about. Yeah. Um, he's, you can see it. I know Crowder has echoed that same sentiment. You, you can see it in his gameplay. There is something different about him. And that was showcased. My favorite of, of kind of all of those was Celium and Biffle because yeah, yeah. Celium is like, Celium's an alien. Like yeah. when he, he is legitimately, you cannot understand how he plays, what he does. He is so beyond like the scope of our human understanding of, so of Call of Duty. Celium is just different. He yeah. is disgustingly good at every Call of Duty he plays. Um, and so, so getting to watch Celium and Biffle play against each other was really a treat for me um, because they're both just raw talent wise, so good yeah. compared to a lot of other people. But at the end of the day, I just look at Biffle and I'm like, I, I don't know if he has any interest in competing, but wow, it would yeah. be cool to watch him say, you know what, I'm going to do Warzone until maybe I can get picked up by someone. Um, but at the same time, I don't know if he could really juggle those because if you're actually trying to go pro and that's a route you want to do, uh, Rated said it, that is 100% of your life yeah, is, right. is doing that. Um, so I don't know if he cares about it at all, but um, Biffle is just different. Yeah, to be clear on that, to finish the conversation out, uh, they played Vanguard. The, the same rules applied. Acelium took him 2-0. There was a couple close maps there, um, but it was 2-0 in the final bout on Vanguard. They swapped over to Modern Warfare Speedball. Speedball. And, and that's uh, Biffle's map. Biff 2-0'd <laughs> him on Speedball because, hey, it's, it's closer probably to the Warzone engine, and he's played a ton of Speedball. So, um, yeah, pretty pretty fun back and forth, really good content, and, and really, you know, ecstatic that, that this has been something they've been doing in the offseason. It's kind of revived. Yeah people uh to continue to look at, at these different players and it all stemmed from repulse by the way hector who's been you know he, he's the hype man <laughs> of all hype bands uh <laughs> he he posted a copy pasta like that started the whole yeah. back and forth of the 1v1s and then it just blew up which was super cool to see so uh that was the first topic we needed to talk about um the next one is super interesting uh katie i'll, I'll kind of let you take this one away uh while I, while i pull up a few more notes yeah so we've had some announcements about um some all female World Series of Warzone teams that will be in the final. Uh, and Swish announced and said that um, she will be playing alongside Queen Shadows, which is her very longtime duo, and Ken's. Um, Ken's, who we've had on the podcast, as well as Swish. Uh, I consider Ken's, if not one of the best, the best um, female Warzone player right now. Uh, but doesn't you don't see her playing very often with Swish and Queen. So I actually am very excited to see how that team synergizes and works together uh, for the final. But there was also an announcement out of um, Toronto, and that is Overgirl's team. And it is Overgirl, Queen Biddy, and Winterella's. Uh, and both of those teams, I love to see them in the final because i'm very curious to see how they compete with everyone else in the tournament. I, I do know that um, if you could give me a little information on this you said there was a um an all-female team in the na qual yep. that um unfortunately didn't perform very well but on yep. paper i would have i would have expected 
them to perform a bit better unfortunately but yeah there were there were four women that even played in the quals from what i know um smixy didn't make it through the open quals by a couple places and then it was pinkify selly and uncivil queen that made it into the closed quals which is the customs and unfortunately i don't know what the breakdown was but they they had a tough day um and didn't qualify through so we then we have our two teams that you just mentioned that are that are kind of like invited to the finals and will be making an appearance there well, Goach, this, this got me thinking. I, I was telling you it was my shower thought today, and I, I don't know why this didn't enter into my brain at some other point, um, but I was sitting there, and I, I just had this moment. Is there another, and uh, anyone in chat, if you know this, please let me know because I am asking this genuinely. Sure. Is there another competitive uh, game, and I'm, I am separating out competitive Warzone and esports, but whether it's esports, whether it's a competitive aspect of a game, uh, that has as many women competing at a top level with men as Warzone does right now. Because there are a lot of women at the top level in the top tournaments who place really well, who podium, who win. And um, it just, it, it led me to looking at the World Series of Warzone finals and I can't speak for Activision. I do not know what they plan to do. Uh, I know that a lot of the time with stuff like this, they don't have it necessarily from a competitive eye so much as like content. Um, but it seems like there is this opportunity within Warzone if they did choose to go into a more professional direction or ranked or something more structured competitively, that you already have a league that would have women at the upper echelons. And I just don't think you see that elsewhere. You have Game Changers with Valorant. Uh, I, I know that you have uh, CSGO recently announced like a large prize pool for women's tournaments, but those are uh, right, like female only, or right. I think at least Game Changers is, um, is not female only. But I, I look at that and I'm like, that would be such an amazing spotlight to shine on women in this scene and women in competitive gaming in general because it has been a struggle for a really long time and i think will continue to be a struggle but the idea that warzone could be one of those first games that just natively already has that female talent at the top that was my shower thought ramble i don't know right. if they care to go in that direction but it seems like a really cool opportunity to explore no yeah there, there's a ton of fantastic women in the competitive scene whether the ones that we've named or others i mean you know somebody that kind of moving topics to, to one of our final topics for today uh nadia she has been on that grind recently with her stream thousands of people tuning in content exploding and there's been some negative blowback from that with a lot of people accusations against her uh you know bbb and some others that i don't really want to name by their actual name because they're the worst type of people <laughs> making content around you know hack accusations around every single streamer imaginable uh, she's on that list and it's been a huge issue because she gets a ton of harassment from it which is so frustrating to see but she has had a come up in content and, and has uh -huh. really been killing it on the i think it's number six overall number watched six, yeah. warzone period this last month i mean massive explosion and and it's like hey content you know there's there's others like jesse cooks and, and you know others that we're not mentioning that are that are killing it in the content scene um that are that are amazing women in warzone and, and would love to be able to kind of like continue to promote them not only through competition but also content if warzone 2 picks up some sort of a league or, or something like that so and i i love that katie and i and i think we've got the the women casters as well like we've got yourself we've got tiff we've got
got Dream Crazy, and we've got others. I know Cash uh, is another, but um, that could that could be in that scene as well. And you could really see a whole level of, of women competitors make a rise in Warzone if there was a league that, like you said, not a lot of other games have. Uh, just super super cool uh, i love that you brought that up but one other final topic i have that was dm to me during our podcast today um if, if you didn't know college warzone collegiate warzone ccl mm -hmm. uh, college call of duty league is yeah. a, is a thing um but the college warzone league has recently been started up and unfortunately customs are no longer a part of our game right now the customs ui has been shut down because there was a lot of bugs with it and so their original game plan was running through a bunch of customs as a part of their qualifying series for their their final kind of championship with all of these college teams and they've had to change their entire format to a time kill race which is obviously a point of contention not a lot of people love the time kill race for like a true competitive mode because hey there's things about sbmm and different ways that people quote unquote exploit sbmm or, or just host advantages in general and obviously issues with that but um something worth noting from the college warzone scene as a point of information just because it's going to change up dramatically you know some teams are better at customs than than they are at time kill races and when you're expecting a certain format and have to pivot on the fly uh the question that, that i have is of course who's able to do that the the best and who can fry out in pubs uh when they originally kind of built their team around a customs format and i just love seeing collegiate cod uh do this in general with warzone um i have worked some of their college cod broadcasts before everyone behind the scenes there puts blood sweat and tears and hours and hours and hours of time into making this possible and they've i know they are with efuse now and they've right. continued to really build out this project um so to see them doing that with warzone it's it's only smiles i love it uh, and i hope that it um it continues to grow from that yeah, well, we, uh, we've we talked through a lot today. We talked through Ahsoka's story. It has come up, his insane success in World Series of Warzone, um, and, and really excited to see what happens in the World Series of Warzone finals, whether it's his squad coming out on top or podium finishing or some of our stalwart trios like TBE or otherwise. Uh, it's it's going to be a lot of fun to watch from the sidelines and and see kind of who comes out on top in a, in a customs format like that against the best Warzone players, period, right? It's got everybody that you can think of unless your favorite streamer didn't make it through quals and they had a, they had a struggle in that department so um excited to see what happens there and then of course uh, all the other things we talked about in our shitters digest section and shout out again to coliseum for making this all possible with the coliseum stat chat really cool to walk through the statistics of the world series of warzone because it was in those kind of whitelisted lobbies but hey that's all we've got today folks thank you guys for tuning in um whether you came from hasoka's stream and his community uh or if you just follow the bot lobby podcast you're watching on youtube later down the road we thank you for joining us and we had a blast here we'll finish it off quickly katie anything you're working on where can people find you where can people find me well first off where people can find the vod of this is going to be on our youtube guys you can hit exclamation point podcast so uh if you just got here if you maybe missed out on what was going on with our interview with hasoka we will have the time stamped vod up on youtube make sure that you're subscribed there um i'm just living the dream just got back from vegas where i had three delays and then got to the airport sure. and then my flight got moved and then i got home and i have no ac so everything's awful <laughs> and i'm dying but other than that you know, I'm good. I'm good. I'm great. Okay.
<laughs> well, good to know. Um, yeah, I, I'm Grandmaster Goge. Uh, Goge is what I go by pretty much everywhere. Been casting up a storm, got some things cooking behind the scenes. Uh, keep an eye out on the finals of World Series of Warzone. I will not be casting it. You might see a very, very a slight and small appearance from me. Who knows? Uh, you never know. Some things coming down the corner. But um, other than that, um, got some exciting things cooking up with Katie. And going to keep cranking out the podcast. Uh, check me out, Grandmaster Goge, on all major socials. But other than that, hey thank you guys for the support of bot lobby podcast that's all we've had for today oh last thing if you're still listening you get a sneak peek we've got some new overlays that should be here by next episode okay so if you're waiting on the next one you heard the hasoka story you're like i can't wait to see who you have on next well don't worry it's gonna look even more beautiful we're gonna have animated overlays a starting soon screen all that good stuff that we've been wanting so shout out to my boy brady for cranking those out they look sick anyways that's all we got thanks for tuning in we'll see you guys in the next one